0: Due to the nature of this episode, this week the part of Batman will be played by Thomas Wayne. Listener discretion is advised. You know, they say that lightning doesn't strike the same place twice. They say a lot of things. Now why don't we pull the switch and find out? My spider senses are starting to tingle. Just hang on to your lariat. Wonder what kind of a scene I'm getting into.
1: And welcome to Behind the Panels issue 111, the comic book show that wakes up in its own reality every day. I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. I'm David Longo. In this issue, Bruce Wayne's parents are killed again. <laughs> we guess that's what they get for going somewhere called Crime Alley. Also, we report back from O's Comic Con Sydney and Ashfield's Comic Conversation. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. head to the shadows and Fox News says something stupid. Then it's Harley Quinn, A Voice in the Dark, Booster Gold, The Guardians of the Galaxy, Saga and more in what we've been reading. Plus. Our kick ass pick of the week, the epic Flashpoint, now three years on, from writer Jeff Johns and Andy Kubert. This is behind the panels. The lyrics to that song. Uh, sound disturbing when you write them out <laughs> flash ah oh, it'll save every one of us welcome back everybody we 're back in the studio we're back in the panel 's cave after doing two live shows out there on Don't the road know our location
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the uh, the panel 's cave uh is only known by those of us uh close to uh thomas Wayne. <laughs> uh, this week we thought because they're doing the future's end stuff now which is five years in the future and we wanted to do something really short this week so we ended up reading about 500 books (laughs) instead Yeah, you Uh, it's a quick
0: five issues it's five (laughs) issues so
1: David and I have gone off and read like every Flashpoint tie-in in (laughs) in the meantime Uh, but we should take you we've been away we had a great time at the live shows I mean we love being back in the panels Uh, I love the fact you say uh, we've been
0: away as far as the audience concern, we never went anywhere no no
1: (laughs) I mean but they know we've been on the road the the last two episodes were out there on the road I know it sounds great doesn't it yeah, we might actually legitimately be on the road we part might of the be, year. Yeah. So, so. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's us and the Griswolds doing panels live.
0: Oh, look, I my name to Rusty.
1: <laughs> so you're, we're going to be doing it naked in motel pools. You should mention naked. <laughs> well, look, I mean, if you listen to the shows, uh, we had blast. If you were there, thank you so much for coming. A couple of people I want to give a quick shout out to. Of course, our good friend, as always, John D. Uh, who we're contractually obliged to mention (laughs) on every episode. Uh, His friend John Hammond, Peter Young came up and sort of... Oh yeah, thanks <laughs> Don't worry, there's more feedback coming later yeah. This is like an early yeah. uh, It's a preview The girl, <laughs> the girl from Emanima is always here uh, Peter Young came up and greeted us in the car park beforehand He was wearing our t-shirt So we're <laughs> very excited about that He was selling watches <laughs> he? Uh, Alicio DiNuzio, uh, as always, big fan, big supporter He was there in front front row on the Saturday for us That was fantastic Nancy Law was there on the Sunday Graham John Parker came up and introduced himself just anybody else I have forgotten I'm sorry but they're all the ones I can remember at the moment there's some people from work as well yeah, we also Paul had, uh, and Jonathan we, were there thank you for coming and
0: I had uh, Makissa and uh, Mario and Dylan all come up and say hi during the show so that was really so cool it was well. yeah, it's
1: just basically our friends and family yeah. no, no <laughs> oh. it was amazing turnout we couldn't be more pleased with it we got the bit we were told we got the biggest audience on that stage both days so we were very very excited to do and that We were a
0: bit worried on day 2 cuz Sunday was actually a quieter day the con. At the con. and we thought oh this is not going to be good but no we filled it still so Look, it was...
1: and the con was amazing people need to give a massive shout out to that we I mean of course massive thanks to Nicola and Freddie and Ryan oh, yes. for being our, our guests on the show and of course all the people Khalil at, at Reed Pop and, and uh, people and at King's uh, Comics and King's Comics Stephen at King's Comics as well uh, if you're listening thank you so much support for everything your support your local comic book store <laughs> and if you're not local kingscomics.com uh, Absolutely. Just, just go hit them Can up and also
0: throw out a big thank you to my lovely wife Katie and Nicholas who yes. came along as roadies for the day uh, and, ha- and help us set up and, and give book. we out should say tickets. John really helped and us John out on the second as well. day as well so.
1: uh, but if you listen to last week's show you'll hear that look other people who were great that we caught up with while we were there Louis Joyce uh, Nick Shaw uh, Craig and Aladdin and Bruin we need to get you guys on at some stage because from above great comic go and go buy that one Christian Reed and Andrew Constant um, Dread Empire from Christian's coming out did a little bit of an interview with him on the con so that's coming up soon uh, Andrew Constance Fly is amazing uh, we've all got copies of that from the con beautiful art from Catherine Mann and that as well I've got so many comic books uh, that I picked
0: up from the con I and know. I've got this pile it's like just well, start, start from the top and work my way and down of course
1: Wolfgang from Gestalt yeah. uh, the other thing we picked up a lot of comics from was the next week last week when we took a week off from recording mm. um, except for the news which you probably noticed uh, was new um but uh we went yeah, to Yeah, those the,
0: who were there on the day went that's not the news I heard. <laughs> we went to i never listening to this show. It's a whole it's lie. Nice. deception.
1: <laughs> uh we went to the Ashfield Library conversation, uh the comic conversation yeah. that was up there, and that was great. That was basically uh apart from having some panel shows uh there with some of the creators talking, and a lot of those people who I mentioned uh there before were there as well. It was, it was people like uh Louis Nick and um uh, so Louie's Ma-
0: good value too I mean.
1: Louie's going to come on the show we're Coming up soon as well Doing an Aquaman issue But people like Tim McEwen Were there as well uh, we had. Pat Grant we had Patrick Purcell was there yes. Sir Abdel Rio uh, with his new book The Adventures of Rudy Cool, uh, people like that all, all Sydney creators who've got you know uh, independent books and the books
0: Independent out. Sydney what are they called the Independent Sydney's Guild the oh Comics. the Sydney Comics Guild,
1: Guild. yeah, yeah. Al, Alex from there was, uh, was representing mm. uh, so also of course Mary Amber who we'll talk about a little bit later mm. who was performing there because we're going to have her on the show next week but more on that later just wanted to give a big shout out to all those people because it's been a great couple of weeks um, we've got heaps of feedback from those live shows but we'll save that To our traditional feedback section. Um, Go away for a while. (laughs) But uh, there's something we haven't done live in the studio, something that gave us grief um, on the Saturday show, (laughs) which uh, was one of my favorite sections. It's the vintage clip of the week.
0: Professor, look out! Stand back! You've changed the ant into an unearthly monster! Oh! Look out! Look out! Look, careful! What's that? Oh, my. oh God. Uh, Yes! <laughs> Get free! <me. laughs> In the confusion, Barry Allen darts away, then flicks the secret switch that releases the brilliant red costume of the Flash, world's fastest human! Spinning with great speed, the flash creates a protective vacuum around himself. <coughs> Blinding light. Can't see. <coughs> Hits. Something hates everybody else in the
1: room. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine a protected vacuum. He's got all these hoovers lined up around him just to ward people off. <laughs> My God. It's full of stars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was from, and I kid you not, that was from a Superman Aquaman Hour Adventure episode called The Chemo Creature oh, no. <laughs> from 1967. Not to be confused with the character, Chemo. So, uh, <laughs> who actually exists? Uh, the more you know, <laughs> the
0: more you know. <laughs>
1: Uh, So, fellas, uh, we've done a lot of reading in the last week. So we probably haven't done everything that's come out this week. There's a couple of things that we do need to highlight. So without any further ado, I am going to push the button that lets us talk about them.
0: Well, looks like we got ourselves a reader.
1: Read between the lines, bitch. There's one I didn't get around to this week, Dave. I'm gonna put you on the spot first. Uh Roche Limit. Uh you mentioned you read this one. What did you think about this? Uh,
2: yeah, um I don't know, mixed feelings on Roche Limit. You know, it starts off really strong and then the second half sort of doesn't peter out, but it just sort of becomes very generic. So sort what's, of what's this one about? This is from image coming. Well, basically, here. okay. Yeah, it's a new image release. I uh, don't remember the names of the writers or the authors at the top of my head, unfortunately, because you did put me on the spot. <laughs> but um, basically, the idea of Roche Limit is like a a space installation. It's set up to be like a possible alternate uh, place to live. Like, a like you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that sort of like terraform Mars idea. Like um, we need to create another place to go after the end of Earth, that kind of scenario. So it's basically like this um, community is set up uh, to be to not be filled with gangsters and crime and pollution and all the stuff that's plaguing Earth. Yeah, because
0: that trick always works.
2: Exactly. And that's that, that's <laughs> it starts off as this really interesting, like, um, there's this series called Red Mars uh, from yeah, Kim Stanley, Stanley Robertson, which is really good. Like, it takes a real, like, sort of sci-fi hard line aspect into, like, you know, what are the potential futures for humanity, which is something that that's Christopher Nolan's going to do in Interstellar yeah. later in the year. So it starts off as interesting, like this spaceship that it exists for an alternate uh, place for humans to live in the future. It's designed spos- uh, specifically to be a utopia, but it soon gets overrun by criminals and, you know. I like,
1: might go check it out then. I so it's I pretty might. good. But
2: uh, it just sort of, it sort of peters out down into just like two people on the run, like they're being chased uh, by. And then there's a lot of confusing elements. And
1: Well, two, two things I'll say on that. The it's cre- not bad though. The creators, it's written by Michael Morecci and with art by uh, Vic Malhotra. Mm. What's the art like? The art's really nice, art's really actually. Good. Yeah, uh, the term Roche it's really Lemme
2: well written too. Surprisingly, it's like um, it's
1: n- not filled with all of that heavy exposition and you know. It's because the title is taken from uh, a term named after Edouard Roche, a French astronomer, and it says um, it's actually pronounced Roche, similar to Roche. There you go. Okay. Roche I would Lemme. have thought it was "roche." Roche. <laughs> Ro- what did I say? "Roche." I think I said I think "roach" as mm. well as in cockroach. Yeah. Um, sometimes referred to as the Roche radius or the distance within the celestial body held together by a term gravity. Which uh, will disintegrate Jid with the second celestial body's tidal forces exceeding the first body's gravitational self-attraction, the more you know. Yeah. I will I will uh, say I will say quickly know. that
2: this is something I'll definitely read the next one. Okay. Uh, and, and maybe even more if it keeps going the way it's going, because it does sort of have a a second plot line where the characters aren't really that well introduced and it's not it's kind of played as a mystery. So you end up with a second half that's with these characters, you don't know what their story is. It's, it's just it's interesting because there's, there's a weird lot of- thing at the end with an egg that comes out of nowhere and <laughs> you're like, What?
1: Well, it's interesting there's a lot of these kind of images bring in, is doing a heavy amount of sci-fi at the moment because mm. Low came out this week and I think it's this week and um, I won't spend a lot of time uh, talking about that book. I think it me. was actually last week. Last week, yeah. sorry, yeah. Low number three came out and, and I won't spend a lot of time talking about it, but between that, Deep Gravity that's out at the moment and mm. Rush Limit, mm. um, sci-fi seems to be coming back in a massive it's way. coming back strongly. I just um, wish it would come back in a great way. Yeah, well, the other thing we've got coming the out is they we have to have aliens, we have to have action. Well, we have, like, speaking it's of which, like, aliens fire and stone came yeah, out this week, yeah, that's uh, so which is the second part of the Prometheus aliens uh, predator crossover. And
0: this was my experience with the book: I read the first page <laughs> and then went, "I have more to read." <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> thing <laughs> is, I didn't like it. the it's thing is, if, so if you,
1: I did a review for this for Newsarama, and I quite liked it because it's it, it's it's kind of it's safe. Because it's a uh, it's an aliens book.
0: Was it better than the Prometheus one? Though? Yeah, the Prometheus I liked it one, a lot I was more. Very this, is,
1: with. this is about a group of people. It's got nothing to do with Shaw and whatnot. It's 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 a uh, it's about. Was it better than Prometheus? It's basically no, no, the book. Prometheus. The, book, <laughs> okay. uh, the uh, you know the only person we know from the uh, Hadley's Hope uh, colony on LV forty six is uh, Newt. Mostly, Mostly. his <laughs> night. Mostly. So we only, only the most annoying person survived that colony. We <laughs> we, we, we we get to we get to meet, um, and luckily they killed her off in part three. Uh, we only get we get to meet um, we get to meet the other people. Uh, some of the other people who survived that colony and went to a different moon I think they're they're drawing all the different people from the different books that are crossing over to this one place not at the same time so we're kind of seeing the effects of the legacy of different generations of people and aliens on them it's an interesting concept but I think you have to be a little bit more into all three franchises I like the movies and that's kind of it you have to be into all three franchises more and I really like aliens more than uh, I like, say, Predator, or I like... Um, I
0: love the first Predator, but it's just, a, yes. it's just a popcorn movie. Yeah. Whereas I think the first Alien is a masterpiece. But, you know, it's a, there's a very, very big disparaging distances in quality here.
1: Speaking of masterpieces, let's get down to brass tacks. Let's get down to, let's say, Harley Quinn futures end. Which um, I went and bought and you. Got sitting behind you because I went and bought you the three D cover of this one this week. I'm going to frame it, dude, because <laughs> it's Amanda Connor in three D. Can't ask for anything more. Absolutely. It's it's a it's a book where what you've got uh, Harley Quinn and the first panel is being loaded into a crate by a guy with a goat's head. Yes. Um. For no no explanation given. No,
0: then we get into lost territory or Gilligan's Island territory, depending on your. <laughs> or date, castaway. Or castaway. away. There's enough Wilson. Well, there's a Wilson reference there <laughs> where she ends up on a deserted island, which has. Um, Natives that, for some inexplicable reason, seem to dress up as superheroes. Yeah. Uh, uh, until you find out who their lord and king is, uh, and let's not spoil it because it really is just. Oh, let's just say that this book it's is a familiar ins-
1: character. It's
0: a familiar character, and it's insane. And we have a and Joe, there's a wedding, and we have a Joe versus the volcano. moment. Yeah, the <laughs>
1: Everything's referenced from. There's a Disney reference in there because uh, oh, yeah, the, the dress, dress is yeah. being <laughs> made by little animals. I <laughs> Where are
0: my singing dress <laughs> animals? <laughs> <laughs>
1: animal, and then there's you know Joe versus the volcano limit. There's a castaway reference. It's it is nuts. And what I like about it, it's a big middle finger to the rest of the the futures end crossover yeah. things. It's kind of like saying, "Yeah, it's five years later, but we're still going to do a batshit book." And it's exactly, it and
0: it's exactly the same world. Like we Quinn always in. in yeah, minutes. nothing this has book changed. From for her. day one, has just been a joy it because is, it doesn't care.
1: This is exactly what uh, modern DC should be doing. Yeah. Um, the other book that DC ca-
0: don't can care. We, can we also talk very very quickly if while, while we're on the term batshit crazy? Yeah. Groove versus uh, oh Conan. Issue three came out
1: as well. <laughs> I didn't this, think it could get more meta but I, it has No, it has.
0: It's gotten even more meta. This book is just it is insane and the 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 thing that makes this book the funniest is everybody else in the background talking about what's going on. I actually found myself laugh- actually, I found myself laughing out loud you, several you, times. You had
1: this great story this week because you had all the Gru people going, "Well, they've uh Conan's being killed by Gru and all the Gru people saying, "Well, Gru's being killed by Conan." Yeah. But but it's funny because they're all celebr all the Gru the the Conan people uh, um, are sorrowful that the Conan's died. Everyone that knows Gru is celebrating yeah, that, that, that he's dead. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sergi Aragonis is wandering through and by, he's been arrested at this been point. Arrested. He's He's gone through a medieval fair, and there's somebody pretending to be Lady Godiva there. And I love, I love you know. this
0: one little reference that keeps coming up all the way through since issue one, where they go, "Oh, I love Spy versus Spy. I don't care much for the little, uh, the yeah. little in the margin." Because so when they're arresting him, when they're
1: arresting him, they're saying, "Yeah, he writes Spy versus Spy. If that's the one you like." Yeah.
0: And what was it? There's also that wonderful reference where his partner is running around going, "Can I find somebody else to work with?" <laughs>
1: And then you know when Lady Godiva comes past, it's kind of like, oh, finally, someone we want to see naked in the. Yeah, we you you say know. you
0: wanted nudity. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: big, big, big plug has to come out this week for a voice in the dark. Get your gun, number one. Laramie Taylor's relaunched book. This is love the color. The colour is great. I love, love it. it. It's, it's really gritty. It's kind of like this watercolour wash on it. I said to him, I said, for me, it was like reading... It was it was like when you've been watching a TV show for years and you suddenly see a movie version of it mm. and it's gone widescreen all of a sudden and it looks the same, but something's a little bit, you know... It
0: just shows you the power of colour. S- though slightly
1: well. more awesome about it, but th- this particular colour as well. Now, mm. he didn't get... His his wife, is normally does the colours. She didn't on this, uh, this issue because I think she's been unwell and he says that in the back matter of the yeah. book. Um but uh, so the person they got in to do the color on this one, it's still makes made magnificent. It's kind of like it's almost been. Um, water- I
0: use them the best watercolors. It's like watercolors. It like yeah. it's, it's definitely
1: digital watercolors. Very
0: very muted colors. It's, yeah. it's like yeah. it's a black and white book, but we don't want to go all that. We don't want to go all the way to. He, like he's tall recognized. Mounts, you know? the, he's
1: recognized the strength of Laramie's gray shades and yeah. and and line line art, and it just gives it everything that little bit more oomph. And and I really hope he does well on the second uh, volume. Because let's take this book off life support, people.
0: Well, and let's face it, color adds sales. So yeah. let's see. If, let's see if it t- takes off. And
1: now. it's a, and, and he's also gotten back to the core strength of the book, which is, um, you know, two uh, p- people sitting behind microphones playing cat and mouse with each yeah. other, which uh, I think is is definitely the strength of that book. And it's it's very very cool. This this first arc is amazing. Uh, a couple of quick mentions. I meant uh, I'll throw out because uh, I want to talk about uh, two other books before we go out. Uh, pop number two came out, uh, which is just as good. We, we mentioned Pop last time. Mm. It was about the pop stars being grown. It's still a great book. The art on this one is amazing. Go and check it out. It's only two issues in. It's basically a world where pop stars are grown, not born, um, and manufactured. Literally manufactured, and there, there's, there's one on the run. It's an intriguing now. series. It's a very intriguing series. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy nineteen is frustrating as hell uh, <laughs> because no, this is. I really enjoyed it though. I it mean- was good, but it, it did feel to me as though it was it was one. Episode stretched out too long. Well, I feel like they're milking it. Like a it should long. have finished yeah. in. It should have been eighteen and nineteen, and you're done. Yeah. This one was just one long fight sequence. It was. It was live, die, repeat because no one could die in. Exactly. This, and considering
0: that that original sin is finished, it feels like we're almost milking original sin to the mm. to the end now because it's, yeah. these are original sin issues. But the thing is,
1: I'm loving the art, and McGinnis's art is off the hook. And uh, Let's face
0: it. it's just great to see Richard Ryder again, Richard Ryder
1: again, and the original uniforms. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's just well, not the original uniforms, but the, the DNA, the original Drax. The original Drax, yeah, that was I found that unusual. Yeah, that's but, really um, weird well, that wasn't
0: the Drax from Adam and Learning.
1: No, no, it's the old like the thing where the great, gem on his the, head, the, the widow's pig hat. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> weird. Got. Yeah, It's kind of no, weird to see that. Back. That was very strange. I'm way behind on Edge of the Spider-Verse, so we'll talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. Um, Justice Inc. number two was just as good as the first issue, I'm really liking that. Uh, but of course. We save the best for last every week, uh, which is Saga, number 23. This is the last issue before they end their, their current arc. This is the penultimate um, issue of the current arc, I should say. And my God, this book is good.
0: Like I, I, I just think we can sum this whole book up with the one caption from. I think, no. about, I think it's I think it's about. Oh, we can no. <laughs> no, we can. We, can, we can end this with uh, with uh, a caption from. I think it's about the third last page. last page where she goes. This is the story of when my parents split up. And the thing is, the funny thing, and it
1: doesn't. They don't split up the way you think they're going to oh, split up. No. And this is. And that's what's so powerful about this book, and that we've also got one more story to tell. Because that that final panel. Would have almost been a great way to end the whole arc, yeah. But because it would have been full circle. But the fact that Vaughn's got one more uh, punch left up his sleeve, you know, it's going to be a powerful one, yeah. Uh, You know, and but it's hard. I think you said it a couple of weeks or a month ago when the last issue came out. Every now and then, you remember this is being narrated by someone who was a baby at the time, yeah, making all of this heartbreaking as well.
0: It's just a perfect book. It is a, perfect it is a great book. book. It, is, it I, is a book that, uh, once again, I, it is a book I cannot wait for it to finish. I uh, can't wait for this particular arc to finish because I can't wait to have the trailer.
2: Dave's got some words on Saga. No, I just don't want to say any spoilers, obviously, because people no. might not have read it yet. But like what he's doing with the two planets that yes. Alana and Marco are from yeah, yeah and yeah, relating yeah. that to their... Relationship yep. is brilliant. I, yeah.
0: and I also think it's, it's brilliant. I think it's, it's absolutely it's, brilliant. And, yeah. and I think to expand on that, I think it's also brilliant that we're actually adding depth and a level of complexity to the whole robot empire mm. as well, mm. which. In the first that two new arcs, would never have known about any of
1: this. That, that sort of yeah, exactly. Yeah, the and new suddenly, black, going, and the black, he's, he's a black, black and white character. he's a black and yeah. white. Yeah. And you start
0: going. There is actually much more depth to the robots than yeah. the fact that he said they're protecting the robots. Yeah. The, the planet of wreath is actually protecting the robots. He's yeah. going and go. There's something more going on here. Oh yeah, you know?
1: The other thing is, if you're way behind on this series, great news because uh, Image are releasing a deluxe mm-hmm. edition of Image of, of Saga rather coming out. Uh, not six issues, not 10 issues, not 12 issues, 18 issues bundled together in one deluxe hardcover. Oh, nice. So you go and get this book because if you're not getting all the other trades already, just go and get that book and then get the next one when it comes up because you won't want to read the whole thing straight through. Oh, no. I know I've spoken to people who said, I got the first trade and then went and bought the next two or I bought all three together because I had to flick through the first. I read the free digital copy and decided I needed to read the other 18. Yeah. So just, just go and buy however many you can get your hands on now 'Cause you're going to read screenshots. If
0: you're digital, it's all on Comixology as well. Mm. So.
1: And if you get them on Comixology, they're yours to keep. Yes. As files. Quickly for next week. Oh, actually, no, before we move on, uh, we should give a quick mention. We've got a brand new section because we're now into the fall season. Television's out. It's time for what we've been watching. I've
0: been watching you.
1: Yes, yeah, so two things <laughs> happened this week.
0: <laughs> that I was, was just brilliant. kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Gotham started this week, brand new show and Agents of Shield came back.
0: Now, for our Australian listeners, we have to stress this right yes. now. These have not started on Australian television They start yet. next year.
2: <laughs> However,
0: no, if yeah, you can so get, get Probably it, right. If anyway. you can get yourself and we're not encouraging you to go out and torrent people are going to do what they do. But if you want it legally, it's in a grey area, but if you want it legally... Well, US iTunes is perfectly US legal. iTunes has it, and so does... Hulu.com. Um, so does Hulu.com, so does Netflix. And there's a lot of people Hulu. who have Hulu.com is
1: playing tests. them for free, absolutely free. So if you um, you know, happen to be on a US uh, IP, mm-hmm. uh, you can get them. So there's or no, use Hola. or use Hola Unblocker on your Chrome um, browser, but it's perfectly free because the actual networks themselves are streaming them for free. Correct. So and uh, it's actually
0: if you've got a Netflix account, because I know a lot of people who mm. have Netflix accounts in this country, it is also free on Netflix. Yeah. So, so uh,
1: we I don't want to talk about them too much because this is a comic show, not a correct. TV show. But they are. But the, we have
0: a lot of comics TV yeah. coming this year. So, so. look, like,
1: I mean, by the time the season's over, we're going to have playing at the same time. Let's think about this, people. We're going to have Gotham. We're gonna have Agents of Shield season two. We're gonna have Arrow season three. Flash season one. We're gonna have Constantine. We're gonna have iZombie. Uh, we're gonna have The Walking Dead returning in, for in fifth January season. We get Agent and then in January we get Agent Carter. So that's seven, eight. Eight comic book series happening simultaneously. Oh, and we've also got Daredevil early next year as well. So yeah. we've got, uh, and there's probably one I've forgotten as well. So we've got nine or ten TV We're series. We're supposed to
2: be filming like Preacher and
0: Scalp. Oh, and Powers. Yeah.
1: And oh, and Powers is happening yeah. in December yeah. as well. So by the end or by the beginning of next year, we will have ten comic book series playing on simultaneously on television. So we've got Amazing. a lot to look forward
2: to. We'll <laughs> yeah, when you think about all the shows that aren't based on comics, I've been adapted into comics. Yeah,
0: Dexter. So with that all time. being said, we've got to keep this section so very close.
1: Look, Gotham surprised the hell out of me for a Batman-less TV show. Um,
0: absolutely loved it I've seen it twice yeah
1: and it's like it's kind of like it's sort of a combination between Frank Miller's Gotham and the the Jeff Loeb Tim Sale kind of stuff well like, so it's um, Gotham
0: Central basically is, with, with yeah. Gotham Central training. yeah with, without actors Batman. are amazing
1: yeah. it's amazing to see Sean Pertwee as Alfred yes as well because he's he, such a bastard and, he, and, and he's starting to look like his dad scarily yeah. who for those of you who don't know is John Pertwee the third Doctor yeah um, on Doctor Who um, Bullock yeah. is a fantastically realised first oh, That's, uh, that's Donald Bullock. Logue as yeah. a Bullock. So, if you're a, a Sons of Anarchy fan, my only him.
0: complaint with the entire thing would be that it looks like Jada Bingett Smith has had some serious work done. She's the only character I don't like. Yeah, I don't.
1: But think about it she's the penguin, and her name is Fish Mooney, and the penguin is trying to get her out of the way. Little on the nose? I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Maybe. So. <laughs>
0: But the guy playing the Penguin is phenomenal. Oh my god, he's, he's good. he's so good. And he's uh, a
1: younger Penguin, so he's sort of he's still kind of he's like all He's, in he's basically a little, little rat Fink at the moment. He's the Jimmy Cagney of Gotham yeah. at the and moment. And that
0: little nod to Edward Nigma at the police station. Oh, nice. going, Ah, very nice. There's, so, very well done. There's,
1: there's a few, and that's the origin of that moment. Yeah. But still, it's it's great. And the thing I like about the show particularly is that because we talked about year one last week on yep. the show, that you see that the death of the Waynes was the catalyst not just for Bruce Wayne. For Jim Gordon as well, yes. and this is what I really like about it. So they're obviously they're playing with timelines a little bit. Um, if you look it up on the on YouTube. There's a supercut of Bruce Wayne's parents' death. <laughs> and they've played all the different versions of. Intercut uh, with Pearls? Because it yeah, always seems to be always Pearls. always Pearls. And they show every different version of his parents dying at once. I mean, it must be what his nightmares look like. <laughs> um, the other show, of course, Agents uh, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, Episode 1, Shadows, started this week. This is how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. should have started in the first place. Let's
0: just, yeah, we could be very clear. We Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. started off really shaky. Mm. Uh, and it was about the last six or seven episodes from when Winter Soldier came out onwards, where that series just took this massive spike. Because
1: it finally had a direction. It had
0: a direction and it had a story to follow. Mm. And basically, we've come back season two really strong. It's just come straight back. Well, the episode's
1: called Shadows, which is where S.H.I.E.L.D. belongs. They belong in the shadows. It's starting to feel more like the Steranko stuff. Uh, but you've also got like they've got like a super villain like right off the bat, and
0: his uh, visual effects are amazing. Yeah, I mean, Absorbing Man is just it, it was stunning. it was cinema quality. Yeah, it was, there was a bunch of tweets about it actually and when it came out we, saying, "Wow, you know."
1: We should also say it opens with, um, uh, Haley Atwell and <gasps> and the um the Howling Commandos. Howling Commandos, yeah. Uh, Which all
0: we can only think is this is. Shakes this is their tease come. for, yeah, for of the Agent Carter come. series, but we also should say that it's got Xena uh, as a co star in this now. Yeah, so Lucy Lawless is in the Lawless series, and they've so picked up
1: a few new cast members in between seasons. Yeah, yeah, and so, Coulson's uh, the badass director now.
0: I'm really excited about
1: this. No, this is this is I'm good. Really
0: exci- and they've turned uh, and they've turned the uh, guy I can never remember his name. They've turned him into Hannibal Lecter.
1: Yeah, yeah, they have <laughs> got him. <laughs> It's, it's, the, it's the standard Marvel guy in a cage yes. taunting the heroes moment yes. that's in every Marvel movie. Oh, that movie. scene
0: was literally Black Widow talking to Logan.
1: <laughs> I just wanted the guy whose name we can never remember to go, how desperate are you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but he is better playing a psycho than the pretty boy.
1: <laughs> so that's our new segment, What We've Been Watching.
0: I've been watching you. A la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 long.
1: You'll be hearing that more as the weeks go by. <laughs> <laughs> so, fellas, it's time for the news headlines. So, without any further waiting, let's get into them. And that Gotham, the Batmanless new DC show that we were just talking about, has debuted on Fox to 8 million viewers.
0: Brian Singer has been confirmed as the director of X-Men Apocalypse, due out in cinemas on 27th of May, 2016.
1: Meanwhile, the film adaptation of Why the Last Man has been postponed and the rights have reverted to creators Brian K. Vaughan and Pierre Guerra. There was much rejoicing.
0: Mm-hmm. The Walking Dead Season 5 has added Everybody Hates Chris's, Tyler James Williams as the mysterious
1: Noah. Boardwalk Empire's Shea Whigham will join Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as SSR Chief Roger Dooley. He's a great actor, if you've seen Boardwalk. Excellent.
0: Marvel has announced that they have come to an amicable agreement with the estate of Jack Kirby and are moving forward with their relationship.
1: Guardians of the Galaxy will hit DVD and Blu-ray on the 9th of December from Disney.
0: We'll be buying all the copies. X-Men Days of Future Past will be getting an extended Rogue Cut, set to drop (laughs) in mid-2015. They're creating the verse, I think.
1: (laughs) And finally, uh, Fox News. Uh, said something incredibly stupid again this week. The cable fountain of false facts that once had a problem with comics being too adult. Archie and Veronica blush. Now thinks that they've gone too soft. Here's a clip.
2: The New Sony Pictures version of Popeye will look like this without the iconic anchor tattoo and the smoking pipe. Are they wussifying Popeye? Well, of course they was Nothing is scarier to a modern liberal than tobacco. If Popeye were driving around giving the morning after pill to fourth graders, that would be totally fine. But smoking a pipe, a single of freedom and masculinity in America itself, the reason this country exists, tobacco, that's like, oh, that's outrageous.
1: Oh, but that's not all. Fox was further confused by a woman as a superhero. Popeye
2: lost something. Thor has added something, a couple of them. Let's we'll see if you can notice what they are. Well, there's Thor on the right, of course, the famous Thor of Asgard. The new bustier Thor on the left, because Thor is now a chick. And it's not Thorella
0: or Thoriella or Thorita or Thora. It's just Thor. So are we worried about gender equality so much and being so politically correct that this is what we're getting. We
2: have to. We have to cram a female into every male version of a character. We had this in the 70s, of course. Spider Woman. We had. You know. We have Spider Man. We had Spider Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman, though, is an iconic character. You know. There's no. There's no equivalency in the male world of of Wonder Woman.
1: You know, except for Superman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, almost yeah. as
2: laughable as uh, <laughs> accusing Fox News as uh, you know being. News.
0: <laughs>
1: exactly. Uh, look, you know, I thought. I don't could... know about
2: you guys, but they sounded pretty reasonable. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: well,
1: the thing is like "Yeah, you know, liberals are happy with giving four uh, morning after pills, uh, morning after pills for four to four year olds." So his problem is that they've been given morning after pills, not that four year olds are getting pregnant. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, my favourite line in there, I think, is nothing scares skills liberals, skills yeah. liberals more than tobacco. tobacco. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Two thirds of this room are smokers yeah, yeah. And Popeye looked great
2: man I don't know if you guys saw that footage It looks footage, good man But it's not even from the movie It's just a test reel
1: Except that it's wussified <laughs> now, he'll,
2: have a ta- he'll have a tattoo and a pipe now In one scene Just to a base. Box. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because you've got to appease Fox at all. Yeah. <laughs> at all the, the, the thing that Sony wants to do the most is be you know, good to Fox.
0: Um, oh, good Lord. I, I thought
1: I'd play that because one of the earliest stories we ever played on the show was the Archie and Veronica yeah, Blush yeah. because yeah. it was when the, the New 52 started back in 2011. It was all
0: Million Mom March and everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: The, one of the first Batman issues was Batman and Batwoman and Cat. It was a Batwoman. Batman, that would have been hot. Yeah, yeah. Batman and Catwoman <laughs> having sex on a roof. Archie and Veronica blush. You know, that's where that comes from. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was a nice little bit of circular because that was just Fox News going mental this week. And then they went on to talk about going. Oh, and Wonder Woman. You know we can't even have the regular Wonder Woman anymore. Look at her now in the comics. She's wearing pants. It's like they went and find a file photo from the last time they were interested in Wonder Woman, which is probably four years yeah, she ago. She doesn't wear pants. No. And then they had to go at Gal Gadot's outfit, saying it's not. You know, it's not colorful enough. It's like. Okay, I'll give them that. I, yeah, uh, I agree. I agree.
0: <laughs>
1: but it's just like typical. Like that's how our stuff is represented in the mainstream. I, so I,
0: I've been trying to figure out on my Foxtel remote how to actually block Foxtel. <laughs> but I can't quite figure that
1: out. Yet. <laughs> Probably if you, you hit the block button, it'll come up and going you Your know. account's
0: been suspended. <laughs> it'll come up and
1: go in. Typical liberal attitude trying to block the truth. From now on, the only channel you receive will be Fox News. <laughs> Oh, those those people are crazy. Yes. <laughs> uh, so let's just get a bit of. Santa we just
0: thing. actually just like we've had all these conservatives who have just said, well, you guys are banging out Fox News, so we're leaving." Guys, it's just for fun. Baby, right? Seriously,
1: let I me mean, think if you're comics fans, you you <laughs> not uh, even
0: listening anymore. Oh, they oh, stopped no. the podcast. <laughs> I tell you, if, you're, if you're that
1: conservative, you would have tuned out 110 episodes <laughs> Wait, right. two thirds of the the hosts are smokers.
0: <gasps> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man's not wearing pants. Um.
0: <laughs> Look, if they knew that we were doing the show naked, they'd be horrified yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oiled up. But for uh, for
1: more of that kind of fun, I think it's time we get into uh, the pick of the week. What do you reckon, fellas?
0: Well, see how you like this. What is it, Batman? Whatever it is, it's it's awfully funny.
1: <laughs> it's the pick of the week. Maybe I could have stopped it if I just ran a little faster.
0: Faster! The speed force allows the reverse flash to travel through time. He changed something in the past. We have to find out what he changed and change it back before they kill everyone on the planet. In my world,
1: I'm a hero. You mean, like... Batman?
2: No matter how
0: fast you run, you can't save everyone. We're running out of time. War's over. Everybody lost. No! You'd be amazed the monsters this world can create. Let's
1: cast our minds back all the way to 2011. Uh, It was a very different time then. Uh, we had a different DC universe, different to the one we had now. Flashpoint came out as a limited series, a five-issue series, and it promised to change everything. In fact, I've got the original trade ad in front of me. It's got Jeff Johns quoted as saying, today the world changes. Now, how many times have we read a comic trade where they said, this is going to change everything. Batman will never be the same again. And it's pretty much, it's like a shocking ending and then everything goes back to status quo. Well, Superman's dead and that's it. That's like, okay, fine. Um and then <laughs> sure because we know he's going to be back in six months time this this is probably uh, since the first time since uh, DC great at doing this because back in the mid 80s back in 86 they did Crisis on Infinite Earths which was one of the ballsiest moves in comics it was taking um, all the continuity that had come before that five six decades worth of continuity and saying look it's messy let's fix it up and they did a 12 issue Crisis of Infinite Earths with tie-ins as well and that's a lot of tie-ins um, and they just said, right, everything starts fresh uh, from after this. They, they they still had some continuities in there. It was they didn't scrap the universe or anything, but they gave they new, tidied up the they, multiverse. They tidied up the multiverse. They gave uh, new, got new creative teams on on various books. Like you had people like Post Crisis, you had. Folks like uh, 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 you know Mike Grell on Green Arrow, John Byrne on Ooh. Superman, uh, Grant Morrison on Animal Man, stuff like that. You know, it was when we got all those Dark Knight books we've been talking about in the last couple of episodes coming out after Crisis. You, you got you got people to give a new take on it. So when this and, and DC's had a few crises since then. So when Flashpoint came along, we thought, okay, not, not another miniseries. But as it rolled on, and they were told, no, everything is going to change from November. Uh, from September 2011.
0: And they even mentioned in the back matter of the first issue, mm. they said, this is not uh, Elseworlds yep. and everything is canon. Yep, They basically said, so just stand by, watch what, watch what happens.
1: And Flashpoint is <coughs> a series where, as you heard in the clip, uh, Flash wakes up one day to find that everything's changed and he's the only one that can remember anything's different. And it's a vastly different world where there are virtually no superheroes. Atlantis and uh, uh, um, Themyscira, the Amazons, are at war with each other, and the Flash has never existed. Yeah, he has no powers. He has no powers. Um, there is a Batman. It's Thomas Wayne, as we meant, as someone mentioned in the PSA at the top of the show. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, you, you, you it was a, it was an excuse in a lot of ways to just have a slaughterhouse for a lot of the characters, much like Crisis on Infinite Earths killed off anybody they could... No, they Kill killed no one. Supergirl in that, didn't yeah, they? Almost everyone, no one was sacred in that. Uh, the original Green Arrow, the Silver Age Green Arrow got killed off and all that. Oh, and right. all those sorts of things got killed off in there. Fl- the Flash never de- uh, fares well in a crisis. <laughs> one of the Flashes gets killed <laughs> in a crisis, almost inevitably. Uh, so, you know, we won't talk too much about the New 52. We'll mention it a bit. But the, 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 the significance of Flashpoint three years on is that the status quo that happened to the DC Universe after this is completely different to what it was beforehand. And there's only a handful of times in comics where uh, a company's gone, we're going to change everything, and I've actually stuck to it. Mm. Um, and so for better or for worse, this is one of the most significant comic series of all time.
0: It's also, in my opinion, one of the best events that has happened mm. in the last few years. It is so clear in its vision. It knows exactly what it wants to do. It doesn't feel like... Except for the fact that it leads to the new 52. It doesn't feel like an ad for another miniseries. It is an event, it has a closure to it. And we joked
1: before that we read about 200 issues, and we read a lot because um, there's a lot of tie ins that went with this. But the beauty of Flashpoint is that you don't have to do that.
0: You can just read the five, five issues. Five
1: issues, and it is a continuous story because this is Jeff Johns.
0: And the beauty of Flashpoint is that it's not just continued out in Batman issue 495 and blah, blah, blah. And that's all. It is Flashpoint and satellite standalone miniseries. Yes. So it's like, like, um, I
2: I only read the five issues and it was amazing.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you can follow those five issues or you can say, I'm going to go read Emperor Aquaman, three issues, we're in, we're out.
1: the The only book that directly tied in on it was Booster Gold. That did that did that was oh that's in, so
0: booster gold was an outside
1: Boost, booster yeah. con, uh, booster gold because he's a time traveller. he's a time traveller so they, they yeah. brought him in just in case he hey something's gone wrong here yeah. other than that as you said they're all standalone series and what's great is that the standalone series you do, you, they're not required reading as you say but but they do flesh out the world of Flashpoint
0: Yeah, and, but each one does say continued in Flashpoint, Flashpoint. that's so a final like, chapter yeah, yeah so it's like that's the only con- connection is that they go back to not their other books they go back to Flashpoint
1: and we'll talk about those in a little bit in a minute we won't we won't spend too much time at Flashpoint because it it, it, it it's it's a very short series uh, mm. overall, but we wanted to highlight it three years on because uh, I actually think it is it is one of the finest comic stories written, uh, certainly in the last ten years. Mm. Jeff Johns uh, goes from strength to strength, and this is at a time he's still writing Green Lantern. Uh, this is at a time he's still writing. Uh, a lo- and a ironically,
0: of- he doesn't write the Green Lantern stories. No, in no. this in this miniseries, he no, just writes Flash. But he
1: was still writing Green Lantern yeah. up up until uh, the end of Flashpoint, and he still was writing this book. And then he wrote Green Lantern immediately after mm. Flashpoint, um, and so and for like twenty issues after Flashpoint as well. And he managed to conclude his story, even though yes. he did this because uh, he is one of the architects of the whole universe. Um, I think that. It's interesting because with three years of perspective on this, uh, the New 52 I don't think has achieved everything that it set out to do. It was a ballsy move to, to try and reset the, the universe. What Flashpoint – it what the New 52 didn't achieve, Flashpoint did. It gave us an alternative Earth with how things could have gone differently if different things had happened, mm. um, including the, the most significant of which is Thomas Wayne, uh, Bruce Wayne's father. Uh, is the survivor of the, uh, the, the 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 Crime Alley incident, um, and he becomes Batman. So you get a much older and a much more um grisly. Grisly yeah. and violent Batman, uh, who's got a, a a doctor's precision in pain. What do you say? I wasn't uh, a very good doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know you, you have these very different takes. It's like you know, but for a twist of fate. You know, there goes Batman.
0: Well, and it's also the twist of fate on Batman, the fact that he approaches Batman so differently than mm. Bruce does because Bruce goes out in a sense of justice. Yeah. Whereas Thomas is a sense of vengeance. And basically what he does in Flashpoint, when you arrive in Gotham, so when Flash arrives in Gotham City to try and find him, mm. you find Gotham City, the Wayne Casino, and all this. And his, his take on fighting crime is basically... Kill those that don't bend to your will, and yeah. hire the rest. You know, and basically control it from the inside out.
1: Yeah, and and the the thing about this series as well is that, uh, and, and I've got Dave sitting here next to me, flicking through the book and reading it again because it is that great. You, is. You, you can read it multiple times, over and over again. And the thing is, I, I like this. Is I like I always liked Elseworlds stories, so and crossovers and alternate Earth versions. I I always love that stuff. I I get off on that stuff in comics because
0: it's a, it's a, the joy of injustice. The yeah, moment,
1: so. because because there is there is there is a joy of doing that with familiarity as well. Because we are we, all familiar. I mean, like yeah, and for me, you know, we've always, often talked about being DC person or Marvel people growing up. I was a DC guy, yeah. so for me, this is this is my bread and butter. This is to see these characters have alternate takes on them. It was a joy, and I got the references. Like I got that reference. I got that reference. Yeah. I got that reference and like you know little obscure characters being pulled out as well to be summarily killed uh, either, <laughs> e- either in the um, like really violently in in some of the, the the tie-ins, like Animal Man just really gets it in one of the tie-ins, um, and Plastic Man is, is is a vicious killer, you know, uh, in in that in that same tie-in, and and there's some brutal deaths, and the what what happens to Martha Wayne in the Batman tie-ins, written by Brian Azzarello and and um, art by Ed Rizzo, who who did as Dave was pointing out before. Uh, Hundred bullets, right? Mm. Um, so you, you have this am- amazing story, this amazing backbone behind the story. So you know they always say story is key, right? Well, this is one of the prime examples of good storytelling. Not needing, you don't even need that much familiarity with these characters because you, I, you're not a DC no, historian I, 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 by any and means. And I was going to
0: say just a little piece of history. I want to get to Dave in a minute because I haven't heard from Dave yet. But what I want to just mention really quickly is that. I came, I was reading DC here and there. There was the occasional thing I liked, but I was always Marvel predominantly. Mm. Um, I started, when I got back into comics a few years ago, um, I started to go, okay, I'm going to catch up on a few things. And the first thing I wanted to catch up on was Green Arrow because yeah. you kept going on about banging on a about Green Arrow. So I read that Darkest Night, Green Arrow, the one that's in the forest. Yes. Just prior to this. Which it, I've just finished rereading, actually. Well, and it's, and it's what's wonderful. interesting about that is it ends at Flashpoint. Yeah. Right, so basically, I read that and it says, you know, there's I kept mentioning this event, Flashpoint, coming up. I'm going, okay, what's this? But I read that and I thought that's actually pretty good. So I read The Flash and it led up to Road mm. to Flashpoint. I went, that's interesting, which is as, really
1: worth reading. If absolutely, you get a well.
0: that's a, and these are all we're only talking 15 20 issues because yeah, The Road was, to
1: Flashpoint is three issues. Well,
0: that's three issues, but I'm saying these series, yeah, because they were all the new volume that all kind of came to a rousing conclusion all at exactly the same That's time. That's right,
1: because after Brightest Day, they actually launched a whole lot of new volumes of books because uh, Green Arrow immediately prior to flashpoint, which is an odd move because DC must have known a year and a half out that they were going to do the new 52. They were just filling time. but the So they just relaunched series to have them end a year later. And the funny later. thing
0: is, that particular little golden age yeah. where they were kind of like – it was almost like an afterthought. They were just killing time to reach the new 52 mm. – That was some of the best comics they ever wrote. Because they could
1: finally almost give an end point to these things. You know, J.T. Kroll was one of the writers on, and and I know only because I've just finished writing a history of Green Arrow on that era. Um, he, he literally wrote, he wrote that as an, an end point to, to Green Arrow's saga. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get that as well in The Road to Flashpoint with Flash. You get a bit of catharsis around him coming to terms with his mother's death yeah. and what that means, what that means to him as a character. And this is something I want to say about The Flash before I hand over to Dave because I really want to hear what he thinks about this, um, is is that The Flash for me is is like Aquaman for a lot of people. Sorry, Louis. Um, <laughs> is thats that... Is that you know, I've never really gotten the Flash. I've always thought of him as a silly character. What's his powers? Well, he runs really fast. Yep. And he runs really, really fast. And he runs fast. Did I mention he runs fast? <laughs> and so I never really got it. But something like Flashpoint, and something like all the Flash, uh, satellite books around Flashpoint, and, and it's really mostly in a crisis for DC that you get why Flash is such an iconic character because he he's almost the spirit of the JLA in a lot yeah. of ways because he is... He's just running as fast as he can to make things right. There's a
0: period of time, and it isn't actually that long ago... Where he went from being a guy who just ran really fast mm. to being tapping into the flash force. The speed force. The speed force. And I think that was the turning point for him. And yeah. we kind of added this new element to him. And we have in that that's in the in the New 52 era a flash where he's basically learning to train his brain to be as fast as his body. And he can almost yeah. preemptively well, see that, stuff. That goes know?
1: right back to the 50s and 60s with the Garden of Fox stuff where you get the flash of two worlds and stuff yeah. like that, which is effectively the first multi-world crossing. Over. Yeah. And it's something that Grant Morrison's touching on in um, uh, Multiversity. his Multiversity stuff. Like he's using uh, uh, a lot of Gardner Fox references and a lot of uh, um, Flash as, as a as the comic nerd uh, to kind of who oversees all this stuff because mm. that is what the Flash is. The Flash is us in yeah. a lot of ways. And if you watch the Justice yeah.
0: League TV series that was on, he was always the comic relief. He was always mm. there to add the heart to the team. Yeah, Dave.
2: Dude's... Did we mention this was the best? <laughs> we, we, we mentioned we did, right? that. <laughs> yeah. I
1: do want to talk a bit about the arcs. This is Andy Kubertar. Um, no,
2: I want to pick up on that Fred of um like the what you're saying about it being really one of the best events. Mm. Like and I haven't been a flash guy either. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've read bits of him in Morrison Final Crisis and and this, of course. But what I want to pick up on what I want to pick up on in particular is like that this is one of the only events that I can think of where there's a lead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
2: and, and the kind of thing is like having the flash as a lead is almost a masterstroke in an event. Cause then everybody becomes like a supporting character and then everybody gets their due. That's ooh, true. Ooh. And that's even more amazing when you think about that. These aren't the continuity versions of our characters. These are other versions of our characters. Yeah, yeah. And it says so much more about them than anything else. Yep. On top of that, it actually has conflict. In it and real drama, massive, yeah. Like um, there's there's stuff at stake here. Yeah, it's actually um, one of the things
0: that the the, the movie couldn't capture because mm. in eighty eight minutes or whatever the movie is, you couldn't capture the nuance. The, I haven't seen the film, I
2: should say. Well,
0: yeah. we watched it again the other night. But the thing is with the with the movie, they they portray Aquaman and Wonder Woman as just savages mm-hmm. who are just at each other's throats. But in this miniseries, there is heart behind them. There is they are they are uh, being twisted by by. Conspirators. It's mm. almost a Romeo and Juliet. And yeah, and there, it's like yeah. they don't want this totally. war. Both of them are mm. trying to find some way of peace, but they're being manipulated behind the scenes. Yeah. And they're taking the blame because they're, they're watercrossed the lovers. And it's typical it's lovers.
2: like um Jeff Johns really getting the material. Like Jeff Johns does this all the time. Like yeah. you mentioned the the Green Lantern stuff, mm. there's his Superman stuff, which is just absolutely amazing. It just sticks. Don't the-
0: vibe. Oh, sorry. Well, well you know, well, you know what I'm <laughs> saying. Or, I Jan- mean,
2: his Aquaman stuff is terrific yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, he just he he sticks a needle in the main line. He just gets exactly yeah. what it is, and then on top of that, and he, he has, has scope as well. He so can see the big picture. Totally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he knows these as characters, not just costumes. Yes. Yes. You know, and um, and, and it's just really powerful stuff here. And like the thing is, like I really want to harp on again about that that these are not our characters, but they yeah. are our characters. We got to mention the last four pages of this book. Okay, let's quickly because we'll do yeah. that, we do have to move on to some other stuff in a
1: minute, but I know but la- we have to talk the about the last four the, pages because you don't r- book.
2: get to read the letter, No, right?
1: Maybe you should set up. So for the, the last four pages of what what the book basically the ultimate uh, spoilers thing, and all. He's uh, Flash yeah, is spoilers working and all, people. Flash is working with the alternate version of um, Batman to to restore the timeline. We we see the Flash ultimately running back through time. Uh, it, 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 it comes out that Flash had actually caused all of this madness in the first place the by trying to save his mother, hmm. um, which allowed... And the reverse Flash turns up and goes, I didn't have to do anything. You did it all for me. But what I is love beautiful. is if
0: you actually do read the satellite books, yeah. there is a one-shot... Reverse Flash issue. Yes, that, got, that came out. That <laughs> yeah, came sorry. out okay. right at the end of the series. It was in the last month. Yeah, and so it's like all the way through. You know, he's it's there, great issue. and this is one shot comes out, which has actually got a misprint on the cover. By the way, it says first of three and there never was mm. so there you go there's a little bit of trivia I'm sure that's worth a lot now yeah. but there's one shot which basically talks about how he has continually travelled through time and tried to beat Barry Allen
1: but he needs him and
0: every time he does it it fails because yeah. he can't kill him because if he kills him he never exists and all the paradoxes because he
1: only exists because Barry Allen tapped into the speed force yeah, that's right yeah, so and right. That's, that's the brilliant
2: inventiveness of Jeff Johns yeah. and you yeah. see yeah. it all throughout this like the lightning strike to, to regain Correct. Oh, that is so, such a classic you know, moment you know, the, the, yeah. him, yeah, him getting
1: him trying to regain the, the, the speed force. The suit in the ring. Getting struck by lightning, torching himself, and then, and then just it, in, it it in bandage going, yeah. let's
2: do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I love it. It's like it's like the, the suit in the ring as well. You remember it's like, oh, it's yeah. yellow and and the red is out of order. How do yeah. I change that? Yeah. Batman's thinking, oh well you can make another suit here with all this equipment. He goes, oh, he's, already the re- he's already he's already changed <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: um, no, I love that. There's that one moment in the, in the Reverse Flash book, though. And I know we don't want to talk about the Satellite books too much, but this is how deep this goes. Is that the, in throughout the entire Reverse Flash book, he's talking about how he just very minutely uh, um, alters Barry Allen's past. It takes away his best friend. Yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah, all these yeah. little experiments in time to see how far he can nudge it yeah. to the point where, so if
1: he can destroy him without destroying him. without destroying him, him yeah. to
0: the point where. All of this, all this isolation and everything, what does it lead to? It leads to Barry Allen going back and doing it himself. So
1: ultimately, he goes back and restores the timeline, and what we see is in a classic image, uh, we see him running across, spotting three different timelines, not sure which one to do. The three different timelines, ultimately, that get that come together are Vertigo, DC, and Wildstorm. Yeah. Um, but he comes back and returns to a subtly different... Um, uh, version of Which the DCU, they don't, they don't mention it at all. We don't know anything's changed until issue one next next month. Um, except they're wearing different outfits. But he hands Batman a letter in one of probably the most, and this is a way that this series brings the old DCU to a close because he gives Batman a letter from his parallel Earth father. Yeah, we don't get to read it. We can only make it, but dis- basically, it's, uh, we see it's the last few love lines. Thomas Wayne. Love, love, you know, Thomas that's, Wayne. That's the master stroke, and this is a comic. You never get to read it exactly, and you oh. never get to read it. And the beautiful thing is, and Batman cries a little bit now. When you think about the character of Batman, this is what you were saying about Jeff Johns getting the characters. Batman's entire modus operandi, his entire fuel, is because his father is dead. His father, and he, particularly his father, but his father and his mother are dead. For him to get that that is the point that Batman can maybe finally end. because but Batman he doesn't. He doesn't, but that's, that's the yeah. point that Batman doesn't have that that fire in his belly. He's kind of like, it's the moment he can let himself relax and just cry for a moment and and mourn his parents rather than being this vengeance fueled you know, bat of the night. And, and what, it's beautiful. And, and, it's what a beautiful it, and what
0: is really mm. interesting is if you actually look at that moment, and I'm going to be controversial, but if you look at that moment, that is what informs scott snyder's batman because think about batman in the new 52 he's not vengeance fueled in the new 52 he's a lot more methodical mm. about everything that he does you know what i mean so you look at that you look at what scott snyder has done with batman and you get his year one and everything else and you look at it and go that is a different batman mm. to what was in the bane saga or nightfall or any of that one you of know? the
2: one of the things that, that deeply moved me about this was that the, the flash's biggest power is something that he can't use Time travel? I, he can't do it. Yeah, you know, like it, it. He's not good at it either. Well, <laughs> he,
0: he's
1: he's that <clears throat> powerful that he can't have power. Yeah, Ooh. like it's crazy. This is David. Uh, I think this is a book that we like to call. Ah,
0: if I can find it. I can this is, it. Uh, this, is, this, is pro- <laughs> this is classic comics. Nah, you don't this, even need this this that. This is comics one hundred and one. Yeah, it
1: absolutely yeah. is. Richard said it better than uh, that, that thing. Anyway. Look, this is uh, and and look if you if you read anything in the New Fifty Two, if you want to go read the first couple of issues, uh, read this first. Uh, if, if you're new to comics this is a, this is a nice kind of love letter to DC can
0: we just talk very quickly before you read that is that about the crossovers this is, this no, is no, about okay. a bunch of stuff so I just want to read very quickly we don't want to talk about them all I'm going to say is if you do read Flashpoint uh, Wonder Woman and the Furies and Lois Lane and the Resistance are both written by Abnett and Lanning who are personal favorites yeah, of ours beautiful and Batman Dark Knight of Vengeance written by Brian Azzarello is probably one of the finest Batman books ever written and Project
1: Superman is written by Scott, Scott Snyder.
0: Snyder these are things that you should go out and have a look at if you get a chance
1: quickly want to say so, out of the 52 books, uh, and I, I, yeah, okay, I'm I going to read them all out. What the hell? Uh, out of the 52 books that got uh, launched immediately after this, 28 of them are cancelled. Books that are no longer with us include The Fury of Firestorm, uh, Captain Adam, DC Universe Presents, Justice League International, Mr. Terrific, Savage Hawkman, Birds of Prey, Nightwing, Batwing, Animal Man, Demon Knights, Frankenstein Agents of Shade, Eye Vampire, Resurrection Man, Voodoo, Legion Lost, Legion of Superheroes, Static Shock, Hawk and Dove, I remember that. Stormwatch, All Star Western, Black Hawks, Deathstroke, Griffith. Men of war, Omac, Blue Beetle and Superboy are books that started in uh, what, September, October, uh, September two thousand eleven and are no longer part of the new fifty two Yeah. Do we do we do we, do we do we do we do we do we play the <laughs> <laughs> um, but the interesting that's thing so about that. It's so funny you read some of
0: those books because they were axed in the first round. Yeah. I've forgotten all about. The, the OMAC, for instance. The
1: thing, I've forgotten about half of those as well, but it's interesting. Has the new 52 failed or succeeded as a result of that? that that's a question to ask as a result. Regardless of which, Flashpoint stands as an awesome series. Now, I'm not going to read all of these out. Um, because uh, we're running out of time yeah, very of rapidly, um, and it's uh, it's a bit of feedback. So I won't. Re- I'll re- save some of these until uh, next week, maybe. But some of the ones I have to mention because there were congratulations on our live show. Graham John Parker, who was there, said, "Just want to say big congratulations for the live show today. It was really fun, despite the technical problems. But well, you don't know about that in podcast land. But it <laughs> adds some mystery to the podcast." Um, uh, what was the vintage clip it's in the show notes look oh, for uh, episode 109 go to our show notes so it was great to meet up and hopefully next time there's uh, time for, he owes us all a beer yeah, we'll oh, take yeah, you up yeah. on we're that we'll take you up on that next um, uh, Daniel Lang said via Twitter I only discovered this is what we love to hear only discovered behind the panels during their live show on Sunday at Oz Comic Con but now I'm hooked three episodes down loving it all hashtag right. loving it we're up there with McDonald's <laughs> um, Alessio said he ended up buying Batman: The Killing Joke thanks to Richard and David's retail advice. Uh, and in fact, I think that there was a huge run on Killing Joke yeah, after week. Yeah, I we think finished. so. It was great. Uh, Carmen Moon Wa- uh, Water said over at the King's Facebook page that attended our panel both days was great, except for the part where the tickets were called out. Blue D thirty one, damn. Then a no show, so redraw. Blue D 31 uh, I screwed a little when he said thirty. I was thirteen. Um, <laughs> said uh, laugh. Said thanks for the freebies. Enjoyed it. Ross McLeod says, "Yeah, great show." Uh, John Friswell said you listened to our first live show you guys did well considering the technical difficulties but hey I a staple of the geek actually network <laughs> uh, great job guys <laughs> hope you had a great time at Oz Comic Con thanks to you guys and I uh, had a great time in uh, I had a great time in Brisbane as well he was one of, those of the tickets that we gave away yeah, to the Brisbane show um, Can Finally, I point out that
0: we didn't actually have that many technical no <laughs> we, we had exactly. one on each
1: day <laughs> yeah. and they resolved pretty quickly um, uh, final bit of uh, pod, uh, feedback that we had uh, was just listen to the awesome podcast if you ever want to spin my tracks for a running dry mm-hmm. on guests I'd be keen that is from Mary Amber who contacted us on Twitter and we should say that Mary Amber will be joining us uh, next week Mary Amber Who will spin some more uh, tracks Who will spin some more tracks Mary Amber is a Geek pop singer songwriter And she'll be joining us next week To talk about One of her favourite comics Which is World's Finest Lost Daughters of Earth 2 Which is one of the books That spawned out From yes. Flashpoint So nice little bit of timing there That's by Paul Levitt's Kevin Maguire I'd like to point
0: out That one of her favourite characters Is Power Girl Yeah No kindred spirit there
1: <laughs> uh, Kevin Maguire George Perez uh, She'll also perform Some songs live on the show And here's a little bit of a sample Of what she's going to sound like You fly over like whoa You fly over like whoa Fly over like woo zam Kazam. You're my Superman. You fly over like woo. You fly over like Woo zam, zam Kazam. You're my Superman Zam Kazam. You're my Superman Zam Kazam. You're my Superman. So uh, if you want to check out some of her stuff, go and check out her at Mary Amber.com. That's M-E-R-I-Amber.com and you can see where her live dates are coming up, we're gonna have her in studio next week. Uh, talking about that book but uh until then my god that we got through a lot of stuff in under an hour there people
0: wow i can't believe we did it <laughs> <laughs> we
1: we covered one of the biggest events of the last uh 15 years so now we're going to review every issue every 1 of, issue one <laughs> of the new 52 over the next will be our next 52 episodes uh we'll do that look you know uh for all that we said about the new 52 uh th- this was a great book
0: Flashpoint was awesome, dude. Uh, Highly recommended.
1: So until uh, next week, you can find me on Twitter at DVD Bits where you can send more lovely bits of feedback like that. If you want to send feedback, I did actually manage to get through all that feedback. There you go. Mm, well, it's two much um, of feedback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also send that to feedback at behindthepanels.net. You can also hit us up on our Facebook page. Just look at facebook.com slash behindthepanels. Uh, our Twitter account is at behindthepanels. Um, and as I said, I'm on uh, Twitter at DVD Bits, and you can find me at Newsarama and Behind the Panels and, thankfully, finally fixed, all back and running, TheRealBits.com.
0: You can find me on Twitter at McVay or at GeekActually.com, which is the host of this. And yes, we will say that Film Actually will be back very soon. Mm. We are still in this post-con rebuild at the moment, but we'll get Film Actually back up and possibly a brand new podcast might be coming too, so we'll keep you informed of that as, as we get more information.
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Dave Longo, and that's about it at the moment.
1: Fantastic. Uh, so uh, remember, next week we've got mary Ann Baron. so if you want to read ahead and read along with us, it's World's Finest, Lost Daughters of Earth 2. Until next week, I'm Richard Gray.
0: I'm David McVeigh. David Longo.
1: And this has been Behind the Panels.